I lived with that kind of man. He was not a man. He was a master. He used to say, I killed Yogananda long ago. No one dwells in this temple now but God. And when I looked into his eyes, I saw there was not a person there. There was this infinite love, a love that was so incredible that sometimes, you know, I used to be short-sighted. I did have laser surgery. Now I can see every one of you. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> I couldn't see well at all. I couldn't see across a room. And I remember just about to leave a room, he was sitting across the room from me. It wasn't any expression in his eyes. I couldn't see any expression in his eyes. I could see he was there. But all of a sudden I felt this love just overwhelming, overwhelming me. Tears poured down my cheeks. This kind of magnetism your average person doesn't have. He had it. I remember sitting with him. And he'd be talking about things you have to talk. I mean, you can't be sitting there constantly just declaring universal truths or saying, <laughs> Lo, I am with you always. <laughs> There's got to be time for the potatoes and stuff. And he'd talk about things like maybe a driveway that needed fixing, potholes filled and so on. But I wasn't involved in that particular work, so I could just sit there and listen. And I, my God, that joy that overwhelmed me, it was something I haven't felt except in the presence of a few people like him. Because I have had the good fortune to mix, to meet, to be with people who I feel knew God. There was a woman saint in India called Ananda Mohima, and I just was overwhelmed with love, not for her, for what came through her. I remember one time I was in Haridwar and I had to take a train and the train was just about to leave and I was supposed, to, I should run, but she said, all right, go. And I said, finally, I just had to say, mother, I can't. As long as you're here, I just can't pull myself away. So she smiled and left and then I could run and I just... <laughs> <laughs> The train was pulling out as I dashed and jumped onto it. But that kind of love, is, it's not something that you say, oh, I know God. I remember I met somebody in Big Sur one time, big bull of a man, and I was talking about spiritual things. And um, I, I said, I, I think I've maybe known six people in my life who knew God. Actually, I think it's more than that, but at the time I said six. So he put out this bear-like hand, he said, Shane, you just met the seventh. <laughs> it isn't that easy. <laughs> but you know, for example, Yogananda was on a train one time, crossing the country, as people had to do in those days, by train or car, but not planes. And there was this Negro black waiter who served him in the restaurant car there. And one day Yogananda couldn't sit at his table and this man came with tears in his eyes, believe me, a complete stranger. And he said to him, what have you got that I want? Yogananda said, come to my cabin, come to my apartment or whatever they call them, I forget now, it's been a while. And uh, he taught him how to meditate. 
But this kind of thing is what the world needs. And because the, we get truth, but we don't get heart, we don't get love, we don't get music, but not just sounds, music of the soul. So we think that all we need to do is feed our brains. And how little are we encouraged in life to live with our hearts more? You think, oh, I hope you don't, but many people do. <laughs> they look at a sunset, they think, yeah, that's pretty nice. Let's see, there's a good blend of red. <laughs> they analyze it all, and I think they've understood it because they can analyze it. You don't understand a damn thing as long as you're only analyzing it. You're a human being, and that means you have a heart, <coughs> not just a head. It's when you can bring those two together that you can say, I do somewhat understand it to the extent that I have understood myself.